0: This podcast contains mature content, including, but not limited to, profanity, sex, nudity,
1: wait, what?
0: and the occasional spoilers.
1: Oh, God. This episode contains content that may be triggering to some of our listeners. Please check the episode description for more information. Welcome back to another episode of DIY Queer Crafts with Joe and Becky. Joe, you're looking extremely queer today. I approve gay rights. Yay! Yay! On today's episode, we'll be making a very simple and effective, budget-friendly queer craft made out of simple household supplies. Are you ready?
0: I am so ready. Let's put those new toilet brushes to use. I don't know.
1: all you need today is a plastic food storage bag and a pair of scissors. And then by the end of the hour... Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) By the end of the hour, you will have made your very own custom dental dams. (laughs) Run into your kitchen, grab yourself a food storage bag, a pair of scissors, and <laughs> join us for uh, this episode. Welcome to A Gay Buy in a Book. <laughs> she killed me before we even started. <laughs>
0: a Gay Buy in a Book. A Gay Buy in a Book. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Hi, that Joe. Was good. <laughs> Hi, Becky. How are you today? I'm spent. <laughs> you rung me out, bitch. <laughs> I do it, I can. I do it, I can. So she came up with that little bit, and she's been sitting on that for like a year now or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. It has been a year. And, and, and she did not tell me what she was going to do, so she was just like, follow along, and that punched me in my funny bone.
1: That's what I'm here for. Thanks. I don't swing often, but when I do, I like to land.
0: You did. You landed it.
1: Joe, how was your week?
0: It was a week I worked, I read, I waited for you.
1: I'm on board with two out of those three. Me too. <laughs> mm. So this week we read the sequel to The Extraordinaries by TJ Klune,
0: Flashfire. Oh, that that's more of a Shadow Star voice.
1: It was. Flashfires. It's little a little more, more electric, automated, so right? yeah, I yeah. can't really
0: copy that one. So in comparison to The Extraordinaries, what do you think about Flashfire?
1: I think Flashfire was a smidge more tame on the eccentric thought process.
0: I tend to agree with you.
1: It was a little easier to follow, but I mean, it's my favorite characters still. And they're Mm -hmm. all going through things outside of the Extraordinaries bit. So I really love it.
0: And they reference things that happened in the Extraordinaries Mm -hmm. in this book, such as the microwaving the cricket and (laughs) jumping into the river river, and his plan to try and become an Extraordinary. I do want to say right now that we will be dropping a major, and I mean major, spoiler. If you haven't read The Extraordinaries and you have not read Flashfire yet, we will warn you when we get there in the episode. But I do want to preface, there will be a massive spoiler.
1: I mean, it changes absolutely everything about three quarters of the whole book and Mm -hmm. all of Extraordinaries. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you haven't read it or listened to it, you have been forewarned.
0: Yes. And if you don't care, stick with us.
1: Hello. <laughs> Welcome to us. <laughs> okay, so this one is also read as Extraordinaries was by the awesome Michael Leslie.
0: And even though he is not the Leslie, he's the other Leslie, I can't imagine anyone else reading this book. All right, so this is Flash Fire, book two of the Extraordinaries. This book takes place not long after the events of the first book, The Extraordinaries, mm-hmm. where Nick has fought with Shadow Star and Pyro Storm and Rebecca Firebitch and all of those people. <laughs> <laughs> hate we hate Rebecca Firestone so much.
1: Hashtag anyway. anti-Rebecca Firestone. <laughs> Hashtag
0: anti-Rebecca Firestone. <laughs> And they've fought on the bridge, and Nick has fallen but didn't die, and all of these events have taken place. Now, he's all over the news, and they're trying to live their life and go to school, and in the meantime, they've formed what they're calling the Lighthouse, which is kind of Team Pyro Storm, with Seth as Pyrostorm and Nick, and Gibby, and Jazz, and the secret lair. They're going about doing life. Things begin to happen. There's another extraordinary that shows up. What is their name?
1: Misconduct.
0: Misconduct. Nick loves a double tundra <laughs> Hey. <laughs> then there's another mysterious extraordinary that yes. shows up and nobody knows his name. Nobody knows his origin story. He shows up with Misconduct and pyrostorm, and Nick is like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> Why are there more of you? Why are there
0: more of you? <laughs> you didn't tell me about this. I had to like stumble upon you in an alley. Stalky are you kidding me you. right now? So Misconduct has electricity power. Yes, because
1: she can conduct conduct electricity
0: and also get into mischief. (laughs) And then they call this other extraordinary TK because their power is telekinesis. Another big plot point is that Nick is beginning to understand that he has powers of his own every so often he'll be in a moment where he has this surge of emotion and a light bulb will burst or surge or a couple fall over and he never thinks anything about it he's always brushing it off as like oh that's weird i wonder how that happened like,
1: maybe he's plummeting from a bridge and then he just stops midair and lands gently and he's like huh Weird. Anyway.
0: I know. <laughs> I guess Pyrostorm Storm did that to me, even though that doesn't make sense because he doesn't have those powers. I'll just accept that. Well,
1: wasn't he on the other side of the bridge? Something the... like that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway.
0: So he is starting to experiment with his own powers. There is a moment where he is up in the attic with Jazz mm-hmm. in his house. His dad had ordered him to take down all the Christmas decorations because it was February and embarrassing. <laughs> so jazz comes over they go up into the attic to get shit and nick discovers a tv with all of these tapes and he's like what the hell is this so he plops the tape in and it's his dad and mom out on a picnic date and he's watching it and He is overcome with emotion and sadness at the loss of his mother. Mm -hmm. And the lights sort of begin to surge. And then he finds another tape that says the truth. And he's like, I really shouldn't watch this. I really shouldn't watch this. But Nikki, yes. So he (laughs) pops this bitch in and he starts watching it. And it's his mom displaying telekinetic power holy shit are you fucking kidding me and jazz is there with him and all of a sudden he starts to feel this extreme headache the television explodes slash falls over and the lights surge and they are like holy shit you have powers so jazz goes and gets some cups he tries to make them move just like his mom did in the video Mm -hmm. and then he loses control of his powers and everything starts exploding and they run out of the house to try and get to Aaron bell And down the street, cars are exploding, and horns are honking, and-
1: Dogs are, like, flying. Dogs are flying
0: away, (laughs) and he he can't stop it. He can't turn it off. So- from there on, all of this leads on to the rest of the events that take place in this book. There are two new villains that show up mm-hmm. that are minions of Simon Burke, Owen Burke's father. Owen, as we all remember, was Shadow Star. And Simon owns Burke Pharmaceuticals, which is the manufacturer and distributor of the drug Concentra that Nick is on. And the two new villains are Smoke and and ice mm-hmm. and they have an altercation with Nick and Pyrostorm and misconduct and these villains are infuriating because you know smoke can turn into smoke so she's incredibly hard to beat in any sort of way yeah and because you try to punch her and she just dissipates into smoke ice can shoot ice spikes at you and impale you and
1: we're dealing with all kinds of new powers and all kinds of new challenges and then we meet all of the other extraordinaries that come in and band together All of this is set in the background of their real life. They're doing things like going to prom, talking about graduation.
0: So much is going on in the lives of our young friends. And it culminates into a massive drag-out fight at their prom. And then the book ends on the biggest twist that we kind of saw coming, but then...
1: You kind of hoped it wasn't. You kind of hoped
0: it wasn't, and so... So it, yeah, it's 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 massive, and it's a game changer for the trilogy.
1: I remember putting it down and being like, "Well, all right, when's the next book?
0: Right? <laughs> like <laughs> I
1: need I need answers and I need them now. I was I was mad. Yes,
0: and the new one just dropped on July 19th. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So I haven't read it
1: yet. I haven't either. And
0: I am so looking forward to it, but uh, got to pick it up, got to pick it up and read it because I want to find out what
1: happens. I need answers. TJ, explain yourself. I know.
0: I know.
1: Okay. We have the whole cast back again. Yes, we do. The only person who's kind of missing is Owen mm-hmm Wah-wah. yeah no one cares
0: and cap is less present he's there but he's not as prominent of, of a figure
1: and rookie rookie's only there officer like rookie. i yeah. talked to rookie on the phone and you're like oh i missed officer rookie i miss harassing officer rookie, rookie. Harassing yeah. officer rookie.
0: <laughs>
1: they're minors officer they're minors
0: they are minors
1: <laughs> so all the crew is back again and we pick up with the boys pretty much right where we left off they're starting the relationship.
0: And they're exploring. And it's so funny because at one point they're in Nikki's room and they're fooling around. And then Nick pulls Seth's shirt up and <laughs> just like <laughs> on him. And he's like, I blew you. hee hee."
1: He's sitting there going, Blow me, blow me, blow me. He's In like, walks me Aaron Bell.
0: And he's like, Oh Nikki.
1: Get your shirt on, we're going home.
0: Uh, so Zeth leaves with Aaron and Nikki's like, My itch wasn't scratched. So he <laughs> he opens up his phone to I guess his new favorite hobby or whatever. Extraordinary porn.
1: Tell me we didn't call that. Right? We, we totally absolutely did. called that.
0: We totally called it. So <laughs> this porn is like <laughs> this hulking oil rig worker. And then this little Twinkie extraordinary who like fucks him. And I'm just like, eh, let's reverse that. It seems shall backwards. We? I don't know. But <laughs> he's messing with the video and he's like, why can't I hear this? Where's this, the audio? The volume is not. I know this has audio. And then he realizes that it's playing through his dad's car's Bluetooth. <laughs> And who's in the car? Dad and Seth. Aaron honks the horn, and he rolls down the window, and he (laughs) can hear, oh, oh yeah, super pound me with your extraordinary penis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Could you imagine? (laughs) Poor Seth is just sitting there, knowing that the man beside him knows he's an extraordinary, and that his son wants him to super pound him (laughs) with extraordinary penis. (laughs) (laughs) All the colors of red. (laughs) Oh, this poor kid is just like
0: poor kid. I can't even. (laughs) I mean, it's one thing to be in a relationship with Nicholas Bell in the first place, but being subjected. (laughs) I mean,
1: they're so sweet, but it's to the point where Aaron's making jokes about lining the sofas with plastic, and he's got spray bottles around the house filled to spritz (laughs) them to get each other off. And then he's like,
0: "Boy stains." (laughs) they're like,
1: oh, shut up. They are teenage boys. They are. It's obviously Nick so much more than Seth. Oh, yeah. But that cracked me up that they had spritz bottles all the (laughs) way around the house just in case they needed to get off. Stop it. Stop. Stop now. (laughs) After the lovely super pound me <laughs> incident, <laughs> extraordinary penis. Right, we got to go talk to Bob and Martha. <laughs> at which point they endure a twenty-six minute tutorial on how to make dental dams. Oh
0: my god, that was so awkward and hilarious.
1: So they're sitting there and they're like, "We're being safe. We're not having sex. Please leave us alone." For the love of God, mm-hmm. please just leave us alone. And then there's a knock at the door. And Jazz and Gibby are at the door, along with. <laughs> The world's most competent delivery driver and all of their parents because they have ordered what was it, 20,000 or 10,000?
0: It was $10,000 worth of equipment
1: for the secret Lighthouse. There. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz's dad is like, Would anyone like to tell me why I got charged $10,000 for a shit ton of spy material <laughs> that is now being delivered to not my Night house? vision
0: goggles and all this <laughs> stuff.
1: In their minds, their sweet little teenage minds, they're like, we're working on our education. This is a
0: project for school.
1: And then Nick does the most Nick thing ever. And he's like, (laughs) I'm an extraordinary. It's me. And everyone's like, no. No. Nikki,
0: no. Nikki, no.
1: (laughs) Honestly, you can physically feel Seth go, oh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. Really? Okay. This is where we're going Mm -hmm. now. All right. So... (laughs) truth will out. Seth's like, actually, it's me. Mm-hmm. And then all the parents have all of these questions and they're like, like, what the hell?
0: Exactly. Why weren't we told about this? Our kids have been endangered and yes. all of this stuff. And this is where it gets interesting because TJ Klune really takes this story as an opportunity to address the issue of police brutality. Mm -hmm. especially against the black community. Right. The Extraordinaries came out a month after the death of George Floyd. This was a mounting... I mean, this has always been an issue.
1: It's been a horrible issue.
0: The issue was mounting. You've got your George Floyd's. You've got your Breonna Taylors. So this issue was at the forefront. In the first book, he really made Aaron Bell out to be a true hero as a cop, but it's also known that he assaulted a witness in his custody. In his custody. Yeah, he has really caused damage in the way that the other parents see and trust him, mm-hmm. especially with their kids, since he's. Been been in on everything the entire time tj gives him really no um
1: he doesn't give him any scapegoats like no. There's, there's no way to get around the fact that he is one of the brutal cops uh-huh. or he has been one of the brutal cops
0: and they are holding him accountable for it too
1: yes because he hasn't even held himself accountable mm-hmm. for his behavior What I really like about the way that TJ handles this is that at several points, Gibby's parents, Mm -hmm. speaking to Aaron directly about the dangers that he has knowingly put Gibby in Mm -hmm. and the difference between having Gibby, a woman of color, in the danger as opposed to the other three and how it's going to be different. What if they're not going to respond to her as fast? What if they're going to think she's a suspect? What is going to happen when they roll up and there's four kids and one's black which one's going to be the first suspect mm-hmm. and I really like that at one point Aaron was like no I get it I understand and Gibby's dad was like no you don't get it you don't understand where we're coming from and this is not your time to talk mm-hmm. And I was like "Yep." <clears throat> snaps for TJ addressing issues yes I don't know who he spoke to about this, but it feels like he spoke to someone who had a lot of one-on-one experience with mm-hmm. this issue. And I think the way he handled it was quite well. And it's not well just done. one
0: chapter that he addresses this. No,
1: he addresses it throughout the, the whole entire
0: book, book it's yeah. an issue. And the, the parents are like, Drew, you, you've got a massive amount of work to do.
1: Right. And I like that at one point, Nick approaches Gibby about it and is like, I never even thought to ask, but has my dad scared you? Mm -hmm. Has
0: my dad ever made you feel unsafe? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she was like, are you asking for your comfort Exactly. or are you asking to actually know the truth?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I thought that was one of the best ways to call out that question. Exactly. Because I think honestly, as a white person and in Nick's shoes, I would have asked the same question, Mm -hmm. but I would have asked it for 100% the wrong reason.
0: Yeah. And he says, honestly, both. Yeah. Because I do care about you. And the idea of my dad frightening you is awful to me, but he's also my dad and I kind of want to know for me, I feel guilty and yeah, a little me, me, me. Yeah. And I think that's it's Nick.
1: Well, yeah, it's Nick. I think it's a natural reaction, but I love that TJ built in the discomfort that should have come with that situation mm-hmm. and did come with it. Absolutely. And I'm thrilled with the way that he had Gibby handle that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, he hasn't. But it doesn't change anything about the fact that he's still a part of the community that does.
0: He's a representation of that. Right. And it wasn't me. It wasn't even a black person that he assaulted. But he could have. He did exactly what has been done.
1: Time and time, time again. Time and time again. Yeah. T.J. got called out during the Extraordinaries release because, you know, of course, it it happened at the time that we were all on lockdown. We were all watching for the first time. Mm -hmm. Everyone had nothing else to do. We were watching when George Floyd died. And I love that the community called out on it and was like, why is he such a hero? Mm -hmm. The community was now more aware of what to look for. And this book is the response to that. T.J. saw it. He heard it. And he fixed it. And And I I think he did
0: a really good job with it. Yeah. I agree. Because it wasn't just a, poop I addressed it in a chapter, Boop.
1: Yeah, no, done. it was literally the entire book.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not resolved by the end of it. Aaron Bell is still in hot water with the parents and mm-hmm. it's still being discussed. And he's really taking that into consideration moving forward in his life because he does ask Nikki at the very end, I've made the decision to resign. What do you think about that Mm -hmm. i don't want you to worry about anything but he's really not wanting to atone for anything that he's done for someone for the parents or anything like that he genuinely wants and knows that he can do better
1: yeah when they first address the whole issue they also bring up even despite the fact that aaron bell assaulted someone he's now been promoted and he has a new fancy car Mm -hmm. and a new fancy title and a super important job and
0: That involves their kids. That
1: involves their kids. And how is that even remotely a responsible management of public funds? Because they talk Mm -hmm. about how Aaron's case was paid for by the public. Like his defense Mm -hmm. wasn't through the fraternal order of police. Exactly. It was paid for by the public. Mm -hmm. And it's another one of those things that I didn't realize was happening, but that TJ brought my Mm -hmm. attention to. So he brought out so many aspects of police corruption Mm -hmm. and laid them out very Mm -hmm. flat. Yeah whew. Man.
0: That's the heavy stuff. (laughs) I mean,
1: it needed to be addressed Mm -hmm. and I think it was handled fairly well.
0: And you really feel it when the discussion starts.
1: Yeah. Right away. Because I remember that
0: it's such a long chapter because there's so much to be said when they first open up this can of worms, you know, and and so after that's over, it's like, oh, I need a break. I need something fun to happen. Nikki, do something stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first chapter starts on Valentine's Day. And by the time Valentine's Day ended, I was two and a half hours into the audio book. And I was like, Whew. That That was was heavy. That was a lot. Mm -hmm. We got through a lot. Mm -hmm. Kudos to TJ for putting it right in the beginning of the book. We are not avoiding this issue. This is going to be a huge part of this book. Mm I was very pleased with that. Okay. As we mentioned earlier, we meet several new extraordinaries in this book. The first one we happen upon. Mm -hmm. I love everything about them. Their name is... May I? Go for it.
0: My name is Misconduct.
1: Misconduct.
0: Misconduct.
1: So Pyro Storm is in a dark seedy alley. Mm -hmm. And he has been ignoring Nick's phone calls. And Nick is like, well, I'm just going to track him. And so Nick has tracked him. And he's like... In a dark alley, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, man? because Seth has been
0: texting him. I'm gonna go to bed now. I'm super tired. And You're Nick is like, tired. "Bullshit."
1: <laughs> You're meeting people, <laughs> so he's in the alley, and then they're in- hugging.
0: <laughs> he comes across them, and um, misconduct is giving Pyrostorm a hug.
1: <laughs> I'm totally in bed. I'm exhausted. What a long day. No, <laughs> I'm in a dark alley hugging <laughs> extraordinary, extraordinary drag queen, right? <laughs> And so Nick is, his, you know, his little Nicholas brain is just, like, sizzling. You can hear, like, the electricity popping mm-hmm. in his brain. Right, right. he's right. like, what the fuck is going on uh-huh. here?
0: And it's not even, like, he; it doesn't even occur to him that Pyrostorm or Seth might be running around on him. Oh, God, It's the no. fact that he has this other extraordinary that Nick is completely unaware of.
1: I love he's it. He's like, what the hell? Nick is, like, trying to be so quiet and approach. Only Nicholas Bell would trip over an entire case of glass and shatter it
0: and then he keeps on stepping on it
1: he's like the next step he's like i'm gonna step over this and no one will hear me no
0: crash Crash."
1: (laughs) it's just the most nicholas bell of all the situations i have to go spy on my boyfriend who's lying to me but the whole way there he's making this cacophony of shattered glass and grinding noise and he's like well fuck it man i it is what (laughs) it is so he comes upon them and they're in the middle of the alleyway and he's like
0: He sees how she's dressed. You look amazing. You
1: look amazing. I love (laughs) your bangles. He bursts out. He's like, I've never wanted to be anyone more than I want to be you in my entire life. (laughs) She goes, this is a twink.
0: (laughs) He's like, boyfriend.
1: (laughs) He just loses it. Seth has to like, okay, you need to. Take a breath. Uh huh. Let me handle this. Uh-huh. I got this. He's special. Uh-huh. I have to handle this uh-huh. just the right way.
0: And then he's like, "Okay, I am going to tell you her name, but I need you to not freak out." And you can just because feel it like it is eyes a double entendre. Focus on me. Breathe. You got it. <laughs> and then he tells Nick the name, and it's misconduct. And Nick is like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!
1: Oh my god! Double entendre! <laughs> oh my god!" But she's sitting there looking at him, going, "Wait." You're a child.
0: How old are you, Pyrostorm?
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. You're oh, children. Hell no. <laughs> I thought I was dealing with adults. That's a great confidence boost. Here you are. Twinkie teenagers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In costume. Lovely. So, they are joined by a couple of unpleasant extraordinaries.
0: Ice and Smoke.
1: Smoke? Is very much like Shadow Star. Did you notice? I
0: did notice that, yes. It's like,
1: this is very similar in the powers that we mm-hmm. have here. Just like Shadow Star, they can obscure vision, darken a room, and move things mm-hmm. with the smoke.
0: Yep. So they start this altercation and they're like, we're here and we're going to fight you we're now we're we're queer no. <laughs> and so like i start shooting ice and smoke starts spouting smoke and dissipating and all that stuff nick tries to use his newly, newly, found, newly powers. found powers and he can't and so the way that pyrostorm and misconduct actually end up getting the other hand is when nick picks up this trash can and just like flings it uh, one of smoking ice's backs um, totally knocking them flat, and then storm and misconduct, get them! Little do they know that this has been caught on camera
1: by, by motherfucking
0: Rebecca Firestone.
1: The one and only. The
0: worst. She keeps showing up at his school and trying to get an interview or a statement and she is relentless. And then there's a news story that shows up. She's got it to where it stops on a frame of him with the trash can in his hand and this evil expression on his face right before he flings it at one of the villains and he's like she is the worst
1: <laughs> She is the ultimate cockroach
0: she so is I just wanted her to get punched in the face by anything the whole time and any time she's in a scene I'm just fuming.
1: She shows up at the worst times. Every time there is Mm -hmm. something serious or potentially awkward, Mm -hmm. there she is.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know another person that just shows up? Simon Burke.
1: Oh, Simon Burke.
0: So Nick is walking home from Seth's house, and who should pull up next to him? Simon Burke. And he's like, get in the car, kid. And he's like... Fuck no. You. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and they what he's got this goon with him and he gets out of the car and Nick gets in. And he ends up getting a hold of Nick's phone and putting a tracker on it. He's like, here, and,
1: have my number. Exactly. In case and, you ever need to contact me. And then
0: he's like, I knew your mom. And Nick is like, you bitch and he's like dad knew about th- you were friends what
1: so there's like a couple revelations that come down during this conversation with simon mm-hmm. so at one point simon's like i knew your parents did your they mom not and tell i you? dated did they not tell you we were friends uh-huh. we were all friends And And then Nick thinks
0: that they were in some polyamorous relationship. That's just where his brain goes. They're in a threpple
1: with my dad. (laughs) That was fun. But another thing he happens to mention is that Burke Pharmaceutical makes Concentra.
0: Hey, that's what I take.
1: And he's like, hey, man, if you ever have any questions about Concentra, just give me a call.
0: Yeah, give me a phone. I'll put my contact information in there.
1: So, of course, Nick's like, what? He gives Simon Burke his phone. Here, this is just has everything about my life on it. Of course, man, yeah, I don't trust one over. bit. Ew. Take my phone, please. Oh, Nikki. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki no. Nikki, no.
0: <laughs> Later on, it's revealed that, duh, he put a tracker on Nikki's phone, and this is how he and Smoke and Ice are able to find him.
1: And Rebecca And Rebecca fucking Firestone.
0: Firestone. (laughs) Because she's in cahoots with Simon too. Yeah. And at one point, Nick tells her near the end, he's like, you're going to get burned by this man. He is not loyal. He is not a good guy. I don't know what he's promised you, but you're going to get dropped.
1: Yeah. So one of the things (laughs) that comes out of this very awkward interaction with Simon Burke is that we find out that Aaron Bell... His wife and Simon Burke were really good friends mm-hmm. back before Aaron and his wife got married.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: When Nick finds the video of his mom displaying her powers, who else is in the video other than his father?
0: Simon Burke.
1: Simon Burke. And Simon's like, okay, we can figure out how to manage this. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure out what this telekinetic power that you have right now, how to harness it and how to work it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like So automatically Simon's brain is like science
0: which is exactly why she called him there because she says you both mean a lot to me Aaron. i love you and this could affect you and us in the long run especially Mm -hmm. if we decide to have a family and simon i need your brain right because i don't know what to do with this and i know that you could figure this out if anybody could
1: so at that point nick's like (laughs) okay Well, obviously, they were talking about me Mm -hmm. and my future abilities. But now we realize that not only does Simon Burke know that his mom had powers, but that most likely he has powers.
0: Exactly. And what is this drug I've been taking?
1: That he makes. Uh Oh, it's a damper.
0: It's a suppressant.
1: Yeah. It basically quells all of the telekinetic urges Mm -hmm. in his body.
0: Mm -hmm. And... His dad is known all along. Yeah. That hurts a little bit. Um, it hurts a
1: lot. His dad just stumbles in this book. Aaron Bell has a reckoning in this book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know that he didn't intend for a lot of the things that he did to have these consequences. Mm-hmm. But like anyone, consequences catch up to you and you have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. But he really does grow as a character. It brings him down to a more human level because Mm -hmm. in Extraordinaries, Nick had him on such a high pedestal and my dad is everything and I have to be everything Mm -hmm. I can for my dad. And in this one, we're like, okay, yeah, dad's human. Dad's made some big mistakes and dad's not been honest, but we're still going to see him grow as a character. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's really great to see his maturity really kick in and actively take ownership Mm -hmm. of his life and his decision to change. I really think a lot of his character because he is so decisive about taking ownership of all that he's done. I think that really speaks well of him.
1: I was very proud of the progress he made Mm -hmm. through this book. It wasn't always comfortable, and a lot of times it was very blunt.
0: And he doesn't want to change just for the sake of change or to appease the other parents. Mm -hmm. He wants to change himself because he genuinely knows and wants to.
1: But he needed to be called out on it. He had to be. Yeah, he had Mm -hmm. to
0: be. Because he still knew. He still knew, but because he hasn't been called out, that was his trigger to action. Right.
1: Right. So there's one more extraordinary that we meet in this book.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is the most mysterious character of both of the books so far.
1: Right. I think they only show up twice in the whole book. But when they show up, interesting things happen. Very
0: interesting things happen. This character's name is unknown. They call him TK because he possesses telekinetic power. Mm -hmm. And uh, he shows up a couple of times and really assists misconduct and Pyrostorm in altercations that they have with smoke and ice. And and it's not really until we get to prom that we get any sort of uh, feel for the nature of this person's character or personality.
1: Right. Because when they meet for the first time, they're very guarded. They don't say much. They seem very, very very angry that Nick is there. Mm-hmm. They're totally irritated by the fact that misconduct and pyrostorm have brought a child.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And
1: <laughs> Nick's like, fuck you. I fell off a building. I'm an extraordinary. Ah, power.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's having none of it. But he does feel this sort of connection to TK because... They both possess the same power
1: it's very similar and yeah. then he
0: starts asking questions did you know my mom because she had that power too and this is where the wheels in your head start to turn a little bit right And it's like hmm mm. i wonder
1: so i had a couple of different scenarios mm-hmm. of who tk could have been yeah and one of them was correct so at the end of the book, TK's identity is revealed. It is. It's interesting. So before we get to that, because <laughs> I'm great at this, TK shows up again at the big altercation at the end of the book.
0: At the prom.
1: Of course. These poor kids are just trying to go to fucking prom. Mm-hmm.
0: And all the parents have shown up to be <laughs> <chaperoned>, <laughs> chaperones, and they have all their cool clothes. Nick is wearing a suit <laughs> that was formerly owned by a the dead magician. magician. <laughs> and well- It was formerly owned by a magician who died. (laughs) And they're there and all the parents are like, surprise, we're going to be there too. And they're like, no. Of course you are. And then they get there. (laughs) And this made me laugh really hard. (laughs) They're checking in and the lady's like, no drinking, no drugs. (laughs) And Nick is like, oh darn, what am I going to do with all these tabs of acid that I brought? I'm kidding about, I don't have acid, I don't even know where to get acid. I don't even know what it looks like. And everybody's like, shut up. You're going to get kicked out before we even get in. (laughs) They get in finally after Nick's mouth
1: gets them into trouble again. Almost
0: into trouble. (laughs) So they're dancing and, you know, having a good time. Nick bumps into this waiter and he was like, he looks familiar.
1: So they're down on the ground once again, cleaning Uh up broken glass. Again,
0: because they've crashed into each other.
1: The waiter looks up and goes, oh no.
0: And then Nicky's like, (gasps) misconduct. Misconduct. (laughs) Don't say that name here.
1: Stop calling me that. My name is Mateo. My name is Mateo. So Mateo has a lot of jobs Uh because, you know, being a drag queen doesn't pay for the bills.
0: Exactly. So
1: they got a phone call earlier in the evening. Hey, there's a job opening tonight. Come be at this prom at this location and be a server. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I didn't ask questions. They were offering money. Yeah. And Nick goes. That's when you should always, always ask questions. questions. A very insightful
0: moment for right? Nick.
1: That is a very good moment for his brain. Mm-hmm. Mateo is like, okay, you know what? I can't be seen hanging out. Exactly. You need to move on. Goodbye now. Scandal.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: like, well, that was just the coolest thing. There's a drag queen at my prom. At this point, he notices his dad walking out of mm-hmm. the prom, and yes. he's like, "What's going on? Hello, chaperone." Why are you abandoning your Mm -hmm. duties? Why are you
0: leaving? Where are
1: you going? This looks urgent. Right. At this point, we have probably figured out that it's just best to follow Aaron Bell. Something is going to go down. something sketchy. Yeah. Nick follows his dad down the hall, and his dad has his phone to his ear, and he's being very secretive, and he's kind of moving at a fast pace, trying to get away from the noise and away from the kids Mm -hmm. lingering in the hall. So Nick kind of hangs back a little bit to listen to what dad's talking about, Mm -hmm. and then dad sees him and is like, okay, crap. We have to have a conversation. Yeah. So it's found out that Owen Burke has broken out of his mental holding facility. Well, shit. Not only has he broken out, he has committed murder and mm-hmm. injured several people in his escape. And now he's on the loose and no one knows where he is. Yay. Yay, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> that sounds like a great plot twist to happen On the lam, Owen is the
0: best Owen.
1: So he's like, we don't know where he is, so I'm not leaving your side. Mm -hmm. Sorry, kid.
0: So at the end of the hallway, two figures are standing at these doors. Wouldn't you know it? Smoke and ice. And ice is running his finger along the door, freezing them closed. And they're like, oh, no. Aaron gets in front of Nick. And Nick is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then sort of just like all chaos breaks loose. Nick looks over and he sees this woman just sort of.
1: Hmm? peeking around peeking corners. corners
0: she's got sunglasses on she's got a wig on and he's like Rebecca Firestone you are the
1: worst
0: <laughs> and that's when Chaos just breaks loose.
1: Everything breaks Everything loose. Everything
0: breaks loose. Smoke and ice start attacking. Kids are like running down the hall. Mm. And at one point, Nick pulls the fire alarm. They end up back in the main area where the prom had been going on. There are students.
1: Trying to escape. And yeah.
0: Nick is like, where is my team? Assemble. Uh,
1: assemble.
0: Assemble. Then Mateo, he's able to get a mask on and start fighting full back. Full on misconducting. Yeah, full yeah. on misconducting. And Pyro Storm has this secret suit that he stashed at school. <gasps> wow, the alliteration there was amazing on point. <laughs> and Nick is like, where'd you get that suit? And he's like, surprise, I've been keeping it here on for this occasion. It's and very so Clark Kent. It's very Clark kent At one point, Ice has shot a spear thing at Aaron and Aaron turned Nick around and is shielding him. Mm -hmm. And it said in the book that for Nick, time completely stopped. And in his mind, he's going back and he's thinking of his mom and he's thinking of his dad and he's thinking of the life that they used to have together and how much he misses his mom and how much he loves his dad and all of the things that he's sacrificed and how he can't imagine going on without him. And all of this emotion stirs up the power within his mind. And it says it's like a spark. And he pushes at it and grasps a hold of it. And before you know it, the icicle is stopped midair before it pierces Aaron. And so Nikki is trying to use his powers to assist misconduct and pyrostorm, And he is having just a hell of a time. He can't quite get it together. And I'm thinking, man, just give it to him, clone. Like it's already been turned on. He should be able to do something right now. Right. And he can't do anything. I think it's because there's so much at stake. Dad is being practically choked to death by smoke Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: he's being held against the ceiling. And ice is throwing shit down at him. and, And all of a sudden who should show up? But TK. We'll be right back. The cat sat on the And he comes up to Nick, just as he's been blocked by a wall of ice, and Aaron Bell's about to fall. TK, and he puts Nick's hand against the wall, and he puts his hand on top of it, and together they are able to shatter that wall. By the time they get through it, they see that all of the parents have gathered under Aaron and are ready to catch him, and they do, and it's kind of a funny little sweet moment.
1: I liked that. Just the symbolism of that moment, even when Aaron had obviously stumbled through the entire book Mm -hmm. they were still there ready to catch him him. as he fell Mm -hmm. i loved that
0: i love that too
1: so with the help of tk misconduct pyro Pyro storm Storm, Uh and now nick's powers they're able to finally quell Uh ice and smoke
0: and they're able to go on and leave the building safe and go go home.
1: What happens as they're leaving the building, Joe?
0: Rebecca Firebatch shows her <laughs> ugly mug. Of
1: course she does. And says,
0: I've got it all on camera and I'm going to expose you. I knew you were an extraordinary little shit. And she doesn't <laughs> say that. but And Nick ends up getting her camera and breaking it. So she got nothing.
1: And no one else has anything either. Exactly. Like no one else in the building from prom. I mean, their phones weren't working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was full on 1990s style battle royale. Uh Uh-huh. So there was nothing.
0: There's nothing. And she is pissed. And the parents are like, we didn't see him break your camera.
1: He was offering to hold it for you. He was picking
0: it up and trying to give it back to you. Yeah. And he has witnesses and you don't, bitch. Ugh, I hate her.
1: That doesn't stop the fact that they're still on the front page the next day.
0: Oh, of course they are. And she's back doing her own thing, interviewing Simon Burke. He's like, yeah, and by the way, I'm running for mayor. (laughs) Terror storm come talk to me we can hear you and i've started this new save our kids initiative which is really scary because
1: oh my god it's the same thing that's going on right now
0: and and it's like okay if you have kids that are showing any signs of powers bring them to us and we can cure them and uh, has
1: anyone in the queer community ever heard of this before
0: uh-huh oh mm-hmm. lord been there done that yeah anyway wow so
1: that got a little it got a little real it got didn't a little it? real
0: yeah, yeah and that's it, and it's such a scary thing and that's gonna be you know a huge plot point yeah a heat wave that's coming out so i'm, <gasps> oh, I'm so looking excited, forward heat wave. i can't wait to read it two things happen they get a note card from owen and it says see you soon oh and shit then the spoiler the spoiler this is massive y'all this is really big
1: that's what she said
0: we know from the previous book that nova city had a previous extraordinary mm-hmm. and then they just vanished one day that extraordinary was the guardian right they were the og extraordinary of nova city right they and they were they had this cool like cerulean blue and white costume and and guardian disappeared around the same time as nick's mother's death nick gets a package in the mail and it contains a note from misconduct saying, I have something for you, but I need you to really know that this is what you want and that you are ready for it. And don't make any decisions until you read this full note. And he goes on to talk about him and his powers and basically bestow the name of Guardian on Nick. And then he opens up the package, and it's this new extraordinary suit. It's cerulean blue and white, similar to the original Guardian suit. The next scene, Aaron Bell finds himself on top of a windswept roof, the book calls it. And all of a sudden, a figure shows up. And he looks over, and it's T.K. And he immediately is like, why did you help my son? Where did you get your power? Where did you come from? Did you know my wife? And all of a sudden, T.K. speaks his name. And he knows who that is. Mm -hmm. And TK takes off the helmet. (laughs) And it's Jenny Bell. And she's like, hi, honey. I've come home. And
1: the book ends.
0: The book (laughs) ends. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Don't hi, honey, me, honey. Excuse me? (laughs) I mean, I saw it coming. Right. I was like, no, surely not. No, no. But I kept thinking, if it's the damn mom, I swear to God. I have shed tears for you right? and I have shed tears for your family and they have gone through so much trauma and grief because of your death and your disappearance with mm-hmm. no goodbye. You got some splaining to do, bitch.
1: The thing I was most aggravated with was like, that's where all of Nick's vulnerability comes from. All of it. The only times you see this boy be vulnerable and kind with himself Is when he's talking about his mom or trying to remember his mom. Mm -hmm. Like, his entire sense of compassion comes from her. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he misses her.
0: It's like back in the first book, when he meets Shadowstar for the first time, the first person he tells is her. He goes to his room, looks at the picture that they have together, and he says, I "I met met him. Stop it.
1: Stinking (laughs) TJ. I mean, I felt
0: I, sort of betrayed.
1: I was hangry, not hungry, <laughs> angry, but happy, angry uh-huh. at the same time. Like I was so thrilled that that part of Nick didn't have to be that part of Nick anymore. Sure. But also at the same time, this is going to piss him right the fuck Oh off. yeah.
0: I cannot wait for the tantrum
1: oh, that he's going to throw. Oh <laughs> my God. Ugh. The earth shattering and literally he could shatter the earth with the amount of anger he's going to be feeling. Yeah. Yeah. This kid is going to lose it.
0: Oh, I can't even imagine.
1: Okay. My very best friend told me to read this book. She read it way before me. She was like, Uh you have to read Extraordinaries. You're going to love it. And so I read Extraordinaries and she got to flash fire before I did. I don't know how she did that. (laughs) Um, But she read it and then she was like, I have issues with it. She lost her mom a couple years ago. Her mom passed away. And reading this book really was an unfortunate experience for her at the end she came from it from the point of view of parents die Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: grieve you learn how to live and you grieve every single day it's one of those things that you experience to the very core of who you are and she said that she was so angry at the end of the book that she didn't know if she could read the next one wow And she said that she felt so betrayed by the whole thing that it just didn't seem fair to Nick or to her Mm -hmm. to keep reading. Sure. So her point was that it may be difficult for some younger readers to see that aspect of it. Like, Mm -hmm. no, your parents are really gone. Mm -hmm. They're not coming back. Mm
0: -hmm. And even just death in general yeah anybody losing losing anybody Mm -hmm. it's i don't know what i would do if my best friend you know who died uh several years ago and i sang at their funeral and it's like if he walked in right now i don't know what i would do you know
1: well there would be feelings of elation and terror and all of those things but also at the very core of it it's got to be betrayal which is what i assume we'll be addressing in A pleasure to burn. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm just very, very curious how all of this is going to get addressed because she's got to be a different person now. Right. And everybody's a different person now. Yes, they love each other and they miss each other Mm -hmm. and all that. But it'll just be really interesting to see what dynamics form now that she's back. I need to read Heat Wave immediately.
1: Well... That is as far as we can get into this journey. That is
0: as far as we have come so far. Those I want to
1: know. All the answers we have. Ugh,
0: I want more.
1: And there were so many like little subplots that we didn't even get into, but there was just a lot going in this book and, you know, everything changes for everyone. everyone. We need answers. We need
0: answers and we need them now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Joe. Yes, Becky. How would you rate Flash fire.
0: Ooh, I would rate it four dates with Aaron Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag smash Aaron Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, how would you rate this book?
1: I give it four bangles.
0: Four bangles, okay. Four bangles. Four misconduct bangles.
1: It was not a hundred percent up to you. extraordinaries for me, which I gave like five I agree. five concentrists. Yeah. But yeah, four bangles for sure. This was still mm-hmm. a great work by TJ. Um, he just has some things to answer for.
0: I agree. I agree. <laughs> Another great performance by Michael Leslie. Way
1: to go, Michael. Those
0: voices, those characters. Mwah, chef's kiss.
1: Again, Michael Leslie. Well done. Cannot wait to hear your take on the final version. I
0: can't wait. Well, you don't want it to end, but we can't wait to get there.
1: I need answers. I need
0: answers. Yes. yes. So we'll experience them together. Yay. You and us.
1: All right, we're on social media. We
0: are hit us up.
1: I <laughs> was enthusiastic at best. Oh, I mean,
0: you can if you want. You know.
1: All right, we're on social media. You know, you can follow us if you want to. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs>
0: we are on Twitter at.
1: Okay, buy a book. TikTok. buy a book.
0: Instagram.
1: Okay, buy a book.
0: And we are on. Anchor
1: at anchor.fm forward slash book. Drop us a
0: voice comment, why don't you? Why not? What's stopping you? What's holding you back. Do it. You know you want to do it.
1: No, no, no. No eye contact.
0: Leave it in our box. <laughs> Drop it in our box. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then you can always email us at.
1: Our other box.
0: <laughs> real boxy
1: a gay a buy a book at gmail.com
0: yeah so hit us up on the line as an, i heard an old person say once on the line on
1: the line, <laughs> on the line. <laughs> we are on the line
0: we are on the line uh um, we are online hit us up we are so glad that you joined us for another saga of the extraordinaries we will be revealing our next book and our Hump Day Quickie. You don't want to miss a Hump Day
1: Quickie. Don't ever miss our Quickies. Don't ever miss a Quickie. They're so wonderful. They're
0: so hot. <laughs> 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 Mostly just because it's a thousand degrees outside.
1: <laughs> all right, Joe. It's been a pleasure.
0: It's been a great pleasure.
1: We will catch you all next week.
0: See you on the other side. Bye. Kay. Okay. Okay. A buy the book. Okay, a a buy the book. Well, shit.